Welcome back to another episode of Not Enough Asian by 1.5 Chinese Podcast. Another month, another episode. Welcome back, everyone. This month, we are talking about something that we have covered last year, an <laughs> escalated version of last year. But yes, let's not be mistaken. We are still very petty. <laughs> we are still going to talk about how petty we are and how petty are people are. So I think there has been uh, two stories that has sparked this uh, idea of pettiness again. Uh, Mishan, you want to tell us about what is happening in the Singapore island? Sure. So as we're recording, it's actually the day after April's Fool. And this morning I woke up with this news. And the title say. Auntie not happy with toast box stuff, or was it yakun stuff? Because they did not help her crack her eggs. Oh, and what did auntie do? Yes. Auntie threw the eggs. <laughs> In Singapore context, all the older women and older gentlemen are called auntie. For auntie, auntie. yeah. So anytime you're in Singapore, you open the cab door, you open the, you see an older lady, you just call her auntie. She'll be very happy. And yakun is like the Singaporean version of Starbucks. Yeah, it's like the breakfast, go-to breakfast for a lot of local Singaporeans. Yeah. So we, we eat soft-boiled eggs for breakfast with uh, coffee or tea. That's mm. why they, you know, it comes with a set with uh, kaya toast, which is toasted bread with uh, with a uh, pandan jam. Yes, pandan jam. Yeah, so basically what happened was, usually when we go to places like that, like Yakun Toast Box, which is like the breakfast place in Singapore, when we have soft-boiled eggs, there are places that really crack open the eggs for you. There are places that actually give you the egg and crack it yourself. So to be honest, there shouldn't be much of an issue however you want to do it because eventually you are still going to eat it. But this auntie probably not feeling good that day. And she actually threw the eggs at the wait the waitress, mm-hmm. demanding her to actually crack the eggs open for her. I'm just like, excuse me, you got hands, you can do it yeah, yourself. The, the contextual is that usually these uh, people taking order and making the eggs and the coffee are behind a counter. And these uh, auntie, uncle are dealing with like 100 degree boiling water because they are making coffee and tea. Plus they need to soft boil the egg. So when, mind, mind you, when the auntie threw this back to, to the person making it, it's actually boiling eggs. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's hot. And, yeah. And I think aside from being petty that the restaurant staff did not open, like crack open the egg for her, I think this person is just really entitled, to be honest. But to be fair, Manishan, do you crack open your own eggs when you go to Yangon? Yes, I do it myself because I like to scrape the thing out. You know, the egg white uh-huh. onto the shell. I think it's okay. Quite. It's just the whole experience of eating the local breakfast and only when thing. you take away they will crack the thing put it into a small small container for you right yeah for me I I, I cannot my, my fingers are very sensitive to heat so I usually get my my father or somebody who can help me to, to do that but I agree you use if you dine in uh, 95% of the time you have to do it yourself yes yeah but I do remember I don't remember it cracked open for me before. I really can't remember. It will maybe have a thin line, but like not fully. Mm. Even so, like there and then when you collect the eggs, they are very hot. Yeah, so when I saw the video of the thing, the auntie throwing the eggs back at the server, it's just horrible. Ah. Like you could have disfigured the person or like injure them. And SCDs, they are like minimum wage people dealing with steam and heat behind their counter. You know, their hands are all red from making the coffee and making the eggs. Yeah, and I think the auntie should just talk properly to the to the server. That's it. 
Yeah, because that will you, solve the problem. All you have to do is say, Auntie, can you help me? Like, I, I'm not, my hands are like, I, I cannot hold hot stuff or can you help me to maybe crack a bit of lines more? Yeah. Auntie so will be happy for you. But this is really a Singapore Karen number yeah, one. This level of entitlement uh, is just, I don't know. I know. So leading on to the next one, which happened, I think, earlier or mid of March. So again, another auntie that went to um, this Singapore supermarket chain called NTUC. In the supermarket itself, there is a fishmonger area where you can actually pick the fish and then there will be staff that help you to um, basically cut the fish and to clean it and things like that. So why this went to the news was because this lady actually took a video of the entire process of her experience with the fishmonger. And number one, she did mention that the fishmonger do not know how to clean the fish, do not know how to cut the fish, like the tail of her fish went, went missing or things like that. But I think the main issue from the video itself was because this auntie, she's actually um, a non-Chinese speaking uh, auntie, but the fishmonger, she was a Chinese speaking person. So there was a communication breakdown, but in the video itself, the auntie was really not giving chance to the fishmonger, saying that how come you can't speak English and then you are still working here? You know, like she even went to ask them to get like the um, supermarket manager come down and question the same thing. Why are they, uh, why are these people not trained in English? And they are still standing there trying to serve um, the customers and people like me who can't speak Mandarin, can't communicate with them. Blah, 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 that kind of sort. This has gone from uh, petty to a really heavy sense of entitlement. What is reality yes. in this island? Are they suffering from menopause or like <laughs> not things not going well at home or something? Like, do you need to really vent your anger out at service people who are earning minimum wage? And exactly. And help you better if you speak up a little bit more. Mm. I think the part where the fishmonger do, do not know how to cut the fish, right? I mean, it happened to me today uh, when I went to the supermarket with my mom, another supermarket chain in Singapore. So my mm. mom actually spoke in Chinese to the fishmonger that was helping to clean the fish to say, I forgot what was the word in Chinese, but basically that term that is being used, um, most of the fishmonger would know that, you know, to help to cut and slice the fish into pieces because we bought an entire salmon. So wanted the fishmonger to clean it for us and then chop it into smaller pieces so that we can, you know, break it up and things like that. But when when we came home, when my mom opened up the bag of fish, she realised that the fishmonger only cut the fish into half, cleaned the insides, but did not help them help us to chop into smaller pieces. And my mom also mentioned that, you know, the cutting skill wasn't that great. But I don't feel like it was to an extent where these, un- like, we need to raise it up to, like, these aunties extent to, yeah. you know, say oh. all these mean things in front of so many people and record manager. it. Yeah, like, speak to your manager. Mm. There is no need to. But then, okay, skills lacking thereof, language barrier aside, I mean, these are typical things that you face, right, on a day-to-day challenge. I, I, mm. While well, I sympathize with the auntie, I get very pissed off if things are not done properly. But at the same time, um, I don't think it needs to be in this extent to accumulate someone. Uh, yeah, because like if your complaint goes all the way, then it, the, you may cause this fishmonger to lose her his, job. His or, his or her, her job, job right? yeah. And the Yakun auntie that was serving you eggs did nothing but maybe you didn't Soft use you eggs. her to 
Yeah, I did. maybe you didn't even wisely once to ask to crack the eggs for you or, you know, if you ask multiple times that you have some difficulty, you can't do it, then until refuses to do it for you for some reason, then fine, but you don't have to throw the eggs at her as well. Exactly. Yeah. I think so it really stems from a bit of pettiness to entitlement. Yeah. <laughs> to to entitled. When people are very hyper-focused about things that they care about, they get very petty about it. So... Uh, yeah so this was the two Singaporean aunties oh no sorry correction two aunties in Singapore yeah they <laughs> made it into the news the pettiness like is this petty or the assholes or like are they entitled you know there's so many angles to this you know but anyway speaking of aunties uh, I think there are also stories uh, on Reddit and on the internet that we saw uh, on more serious topic like um, for example, a story of a child from a mixed family. That means they have sorry, not mixed family. A child with multiple special siblings. That mm. one of the siblings has special needs, right? So then, um, the second child will wonder in his mind: Should he or she tell her mom that she will not be taking care of uh her autistic brother when she when her mother dies? This kind of serious discussion that whether it's pettiness or whether it's being an asshole or not, will this be something that you actually voice out to your parents and say, sorry, I'm not going to be responsible for my sibling? Wow, this is a very tough one because I'm close with my siblings and I think at least in my family, family bonding is very strong and important. So if, if in the event where I really did have a younger brother or older sibling that is of special needs, I think without telling my parents anything of that sort, I would still take care of my sibling even after my parents passed away. But of course, like I think in the growing years where you are a teenager, where you want to have fun, but then your parents will ask you like, can you please go home early so that you can somebody can look after, like, you know, be in the same space as the special needs sibling that you have. Then that one will be like, wow, well, I really don't want to uh, probably I was just like, huh, I don't take care of him anymore. La. Next time your dad, I will look after him. Yeah. But then it's like, probably just that period. But as you grow older, per- perhaps the thinking might change. Yeah, but like, if it's like a pettiness, like a uh, MIDF whole issue, right? Because after, uh, down the road, you if you do get married or if you like have a relationship, your other half will be expected to assume the role as yourself as well if you were to take on the responsibility whether you say out loud or not true yeah but honestly in this context right I don't think it's an asshole to tell your parents how you feel about certain things but perhaps not like outrightly tell her that I have you die I will look after this person but maybe make it in a more like reasonable approach to to let your parents know that your, I will do your, the minimum your boundaries right your limits, yes right? correct not like outrightly say I'm not gonna look after then your parents will feel offended like hey how come you know your blood siblings you have ties and stuff why are you so like heartless and cold that, that kind of thing yeah yeah that's my take but the, on the flip side your mother may be the one that is petty and say that okay fine if you don't intend to look after your your sibling right that, that is in trouble for his whole life basically you will not be left a single cent because you know then like that the out. mother is an asshole like cannot I, do, I think it's a separate issue. She's an auntie, right? She has the right to be petty as well. <laughs> no, but I think... But on the other hand, it's also not really our responsibility to be taking care of our sibling, I guess. I don't know whether it comes off wrong in that sense, but um, if I'm a parent and I know that one of my child is 
of special needs, I would probably do in whatever capabilities that I can mm. to yeah. make the child a bit more independent so right. that the responsibility of looking after this special needs child is not so heavy on whoever right. that is left. You do whatever you can to make the, uh, the child uh, as, as responsible, as capable of taking mm. care of themselves on a normal day-to-day, right? Yes. I think that would be good. Like, coming to this point, so we also recently have articles um, mentioning that there are um, parents that actually open up like a hawker stalls for their special need child so that, you know, in the future, the store actually create the job opportunity for that autistic child. To train the child for the next 8 to 10 yeah. years so that they can be independent. Nah. And parents, obviously, if they leave early, like dies earlier and stuff, at least they don't feel like, you know, the other siblings have to you know, devote their time on looking after yeah, these special Yeah, I think this is the almost perfect solution because you, you force them to be independent, you give them a source of income, you give them a sense of fulfillment and, and a goal in life, right, to, mm. to do things that they like. I mean, provided the autistic child or the, the child with disability likes to cook, likes to... Um, have interest, basically. Yeah, have in interest that. in making food. Lah. So I think this mm. is the almost perfect solution, in my opinion. Yeah, but to this question whether right the person is an asshole or not I don't think so I think everybody's entitled to how they feel how they uh, want to talk about certain things but I guess it's how the approach should be yeah like always it's okay it's always the okay state your boundary in a reasonable like you can explain why you choose to boundary this way you know to protect yourself and and your future as well because I'm sure the parents never set out to to leave the siblings, you know, to the healthy child 100% and expect that to happen. If the parents are like that, then I think there is a very um, weird way of handling things really. Agree. I mean, like there, there are a lot of obviously like stories that we hear where bigger countries, you know, like in the village side where there are special needs child and thing and a normal sibling. The normal sibling will always in comparison like, because the normal because of the financial status of the family, because they live in a village, for example, mm. the normal sibling will always have to be the one that is going out to earn money, to make sure that you bring back the bread, the rice, whatever. And mm. then this other special needs child is always staying at home. And people the parents will probably dote on the special needs child more because it's special so mm. that's why there might be a kind of like a imbalance and then yeah. the, the that normal sibling might just using this imbalance become something that is um wanting to do revenge or like you know yeah. turn into hatred for example the pettiness of uh, getting more love because you know your sibling is not able to fend for themselves on a day to day but yeah there are people who are like that also but yeah this is a very interesting Topic. topic like yeah. do you tell your parents that out loud or is this something that is ingrained in their minds like probably it's gonna happen in so many words or you know is this something that you address uh, with boundaries included in the conversation so I thought this was uh, more than pettiness for once we're not being trivial about it <laughs> but guys rest assured we're going into the trivial yeah I'm so excited for the next few we, we have gone past the serious discussion I, I thought this would be something that we should be wanted to address you know not not in our personal story but a very interesting <laughs> way of looking at things and you know really the, the level of pettiness and my asshole for articulating this fashion sibling situation okay let's go into the deep dark end of trivial and <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I heard about this story recently. Um, basically, it's uh, it's a story of friend who is crafty. 
So the story goes, um, the, this friend has a crocheting uh, hobby that became a small business. And over the years, in the six, seven years of doing it, um, they have become pretty good at it and, and started to do commission small jobs for like Instagram, you know, like Instagram page. And slowly, slowly it became like a website where they, they post their patterns and tips for free. Across the, the years uh, during this period, um, this small shop owner have also gifted her friend uh, stuff like a scarf you know, or baby blanket all for free because it was just our goodwill as a friend uh, and, and giving their craft as, as free. Although on a day-to-day, she does charge as one of her side income. So one day, her friend who has been receiving this scarf and blankets for free, asked her to make something more complicated for her custom, right? Like a cardigan, blankets, and some, you know, uh, crochet toys and stuff like that. So she did pause and consider whether to make these things for her or not. There was no discussion of how much uh, will this entire project of these two to three items to be or how long and, and how, how much and basically how difficult this whole project will be. But as a friend, she knows that her friend is very demanding, but she also thinks that, you know, it's, it's my way of making extra income. So why not? Right. So yeah. she went on to take on these projects and she took like many weeks to finish all these complicated cardigans and patterns that her friends asked her to do. And when she finished, finally, and she gave the items to her friend, she told her friend, okay, for these um, cost of materials and the amount of uh, skilled labor and hours that I put in will cost $400 for these three items. Okay. So this is where things change. So her friend started saying that, wow, that is ridiculous and there is no way that all these things will be worth $400, you know, and they started basically a whole argument about this. Oh my so, God. Nation, what do you think? <laughs> Honestly That's speaking. You spent two months doing these three items. Huh? Okay, I think both of them has different expectation of each other. That's why there was this uh, like sort of like an argument or miscommunication. Friend that asked the crafty friend to do something cannot expect to, to be for free. But friend that is the, the crafty friend should also give an indication to the friend that actually asked for all this stuff. Like roughly how much will it cost? Or like maybe either I just tell them that say, okay, maybe I don't charge you for the whole piece. You just pay me for the materials. It could be that. But there wasn't any conversation on this at all. I know, but crocheting usually take that long, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a side job also, la, and then there are other things, right? But yeah. in my opinion, um, because she knows her friend is very demanding, so knowing that if this person is very nankao, very difficult to please, right? with. demanding, right? Then she should have outright quoted her friend there and then say, okay, based on your requirements, it will be this amount of money and come mm-hmm. to a woman before she starts. Exactly. Agree. But right. you know, sometimes this is sometimes it's, fan, it's, huh? yeah, very difficult to draw the line between business and you know friendship. So I guess the crafty friend is also in the head, just like okay, la, she will not say don't give me a single cent. But then yeah. when the price that she actually put it out there, four hundred dollars is also quite a bit of money. Yeah. And this has not been discussed. So of course, if I am the friend, I'll be like, huh? $400? Why starting $400? And you took two months and you never tell me anything during these two months that you are doing it that, you know, it's going to cost me $400. Yeah, I can feel that way. Yeah, and then her friend started calling her greedy and, you know, stuff like that. Because okay, I think name price- calling is a bit much. Then, on the other hand, the crafty friend can also call her as like a, you know, like what, freeloader? <laughs> 
Yeah, but and she has been generous enough to make her scarf and then make her her baby a blanket and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So all these takes time and out of goodwill. Then if as a friend on the opposite side of the argument, shouldn't you be paying more for your friend's crafts? Exactly, like supporting your friend's small business, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, right, I will feel a bit in I mean in the Singaporean context, Paise, like a bit embarrassed if I don't pay anything. Because I feel yeah. like nothing comes for free. And yeah. even if I don't want to pay her the $400, for example, in this case, right, I'll probably bring her out for a nice meal just to thank her for her efforts. So at least do something about it. Yeah, and technically, if you are a supportive friend, quote-unquote, you will pay more than listed price to, to her for the things that she do for you, expecting that you ask for this, right? So you expect to pay. But how mm. much is it? Is it within your affordable range or not? If it's not, then maybe you can discuss something thick take two out of the three items or, you know, give and take. So there is so many ways of doing this instead of calling your friend name. It took two months of a schedule to to do this unknown order amount (laughs) rather than spending spending her time and and money and material money on some commission, real commission job. And then it's it's also very petty to just lose a friend because of this. It's $400 over like if they know each other for more than 10 years. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, they would have more, known that each other for more than five years for sure because they, you know, the baby blanket and stuff like that, right? And then mm. the person just started the business, she actually did like the blankets and the scarf to, to give to her like six or seven years ago. Say, like it's a gift for you. So obviously you, as a supportive friend, definitely you should pay, but maybe how much is something to be discussed. La. But correct name calling is very unnecessary. Yeah? Same. Being greedy. I don't, think, I don't think the crafty friend is greedy or not. I think it's just asking whatever amount that she's worth her, her, yeah, her artwork exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly and even if you get a random Instagram page to do your commission work you also also ask how much is it right to begin with mm, exactly yeah so no our, the poster is not being petty about things and not <laughs> because you have the right to charge right you just have to be very clear about how much yeah I think communication first and then maybe that like I mentioned earlier, it's the expectation for both sides. One thing that she will definitely pay, the other one thing is always for free. So that's why that's why it led to this. Exactly. Unless I don't like the person and I'm the crafty friend that has to do the artwork, then maybe, you know, I'll do something sinister with it. Lah. <laughs> and again, if you don't like the person, just don't do it. Lah. Yeah, exactly. You just don't have any communication with the person. That's it. <laughs> maybe she secretly don't like her friend. That's why she's charging $400 for three items. You know, it's like when your client asks you to quote something that you seriously don't do not want to do it. You just quote a very high sum, so that they just like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, I mean, like side story for this. So sometimes we quote high, right? Client also want. <laughs> then you oh, to- then you're like, oh, why? Oh, I did not want to do that. Yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, but it's still a win-win, you know. <laughs> you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let out, let out a loud groan, but still do it. <laughs> no choice. I already charged so high. Anyway, yeah, that was a. That was a fun, crafty friend story that we thought, you know, is something that we have encountered in some ways, but yeah, very interesting. Okay, your turn. Alright, so I actually found this from Reddit and the title says, "Do uh, Dogs Do What Dogs Do? So basically, what happened is um, the poster has a neighbour that had a dog that always bugged from about 7pm till 5am non-stop but the neighbours right because they probably work night shift so they have never encountered this so every time when they come back home after 5am that's where they bring the dogs in and you know between 7 to 5am that's where people sleep correct so one day the poster decided that they want to record the neighbour's dog for a full day and then that particular night 
you know, so the particular morning, the minute they brought the dog in and they felt like, uh, he felt like the neighbors were already sleeping, the poster actually plugged in his phone onto a dog and played it on stereo, full blast, facing their yard at 9am. Because, yeah, okay. And then around 12pm, the neighbors ran to the poster's um, house and knocked on the door, asking him to shut the dog up. And then he replied this, it's your dog. I recorded him. Since you miss out on what dogs do, I'm just playing the radio at normal, allowable city time and I will do this every single day. <laughs> That's when they put, bring, back, bring the dog in at night so that, you know, they will resolve this issue. <laughs> I thought it's that funny. It's a use of pettiness to solve a recurring issue. This is quite good, eh? I love it, eh? I, I would think have done the same. I would, yeah, exactly. I would have done the same if I'm so annoyed by my neighbor's dog because dogs barking can you know can be very sharp and it's 7pm to 7am and what do you expect yeah it's such long hours and it's not pleasant to deal with exactly I know exactly how the person feels I literally have two dogs behind my the unit behind me and they bark at basically anything and everything because they are old and they cannot see Mm. when you know like you're passing, you are the same guy that passes through the same neighbor door every damn day, but the dog still bucks at you because they are blind, you know, <laughs> they're old, and they got shocked because you came. Like, it's not my fault that that you don't know that I'm home, you know. Like, you smell my smell every damn day. You mean you cannot tell it's me. <laughs> then, of course, I'm very pissed off because I got a shock, right? Because the dog start barking out of nowhere in the dark while I'm approaching my gate. Sometimes I manage to shush it, like, I'll just shh, and you'll go away, right? Yeah. Doesn't then it's just continue becoming mad. I would just go into my gate quickly and slam the gate because seriously, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> like why are we carrying each other? We see each other every day. Yeah, but I I mean I understand because one of my best friend has a has a pet dog as well, and then every time like there's no one at the gate. Like, we close the door when we are at, at my best friend's place, right? Yeah. Then the dog will start barking. Then we're just like, oh my god, is this some kind of, like, I don't know. Is just a male guy or... I don't know, but, like, anybody that... They even walk past that because they stay in a corner unit. So, yeah. technically, some, like, the, the neighbour that is directly next to her probably just needs to walk to the... Uh, rubbish, to the rubbish. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the dog will start barking. Then we will all get shocked because we were, I like... Have probably, the same, I have the same guy, the same dog that is the unit next to the lift. Oh shit. Anybody that is waiting for the leaf and because they're they start barking. But they are corgi, so they are not so smart. The 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 daily one is the golden retriever, uh like brown re- Labrador retriever. But the corgis are not so smart. They will only like maybe after five minutes of you standing outside the door, then they will start barking. Oh my god. But, but these, me- these dogs are very interesting. <laughs> they are the same dogs that will bark maybe at 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. every day when they go on the same route on their walk. And because they're so excited, they started barking every day. Every damn time they come out to go for the walk on the same route. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. But seriously, I, I don't know how to... Like sometimes I feel that it's a bit... How do I put it? It feels like to dog, to, to animal lovers, right? Where we, when people like who don't really like animals like myself, if we were to approach them and say, can you ask your animal to, to like, you know... Shut up. Shut up. And then you, they will be like, can you please um, be a bit more kind to animals? Like, uh, you know, like try to advocate that, oh, oh yeah, I, everybody I needs mean, to I love agree. animals. I mean, I agree with you, but at the same time, I think it's very irresponsible for you to not, uh, to have dogs and not uh, teach them. Don't have to control. Yeah. Having children, but never teach them like that. 
True, true. Yeah, but because usually if I meet in this situation, in my head, just like, oh my god, can this, like, this, can this creature just shut up? But yeah, I, I wouldn't go my over family, and... My family have a, a couple of, uh, a couple of family dogs, and all of them, well, most of them go to school, you know, they are all very well behaved. So this is a very stark contrast to me, like, why would you want to have a dog if you don't have time to walk them or don't have time to teach them not to bark? True. It's a very irresponsible behavior to just throw your dog to the helper. And then the helper also like cannot be bothered because the helper is like, yeah, this is yet another thing I need to do, right? <laughs> yeah. Really, it's, it's the same, the two units that I just mentioned. Oh no. Yeah, so okay, that me, sucks. I, there's, there's no barking I can play back to them. So I can only suck it up. Yeah. Maybe this time you play the, the gate slamming. You record oh, it. Okay. <laughs> I just shoot them dirty looks when I see them. Okay. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> Oh, stupid. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Okay, okay. Let's go on to the next story, okay? This story was so quite, it's like extremely petty, but I love it. <laughs> also from Reddit, the title is called A Stop on Every Floor. Okay, people, listen to me. So basically, the poster had to go down to collect something from a friend who came by her, her place and she lives on the seventh floor. So she was waiting for the lift. And uh, when the lift finally came to her floor, the doors opened, obviously. And there's this couple that was in the lift itself. Mm. The man decided to stand in the middle of the passageway, blocking the poster to go into the lift. Even though like the, the wife of the man did ask him to actually move aside so that she can go in, because actually there's space inside it. But the man firmly said no. And after that, the poster was just like, okay, fine, whatever. You know what she did? I love what she did. She ran all the way down while on the way down, she pressed on every floor of the <laughs> leaf button. I love it. She collected her it. package, ran back up. While, while she was running back up, she heard the man cursing. Because now the leaf opens at every single floor, okay? Yeah. Yeah. You deserve it. And the you... best part was, she finished all these things that she has done, right? Collected the thing, but they haven't even reached the ground floor. <laughs> I love it. But I also props uh, to this lady because she must be very fit because she ran so fast and she exactly. ran so many floors down for this to happen. Or the lift must be extremely slow. Either way, kudos to props to her fitness level, man. I know. Oh my God. Yeah, it, I love it. I really love it. But love of course, it. like, not... <laughs> there are times... I, obviously, I also watch like some other, you know, short... um film, Like, short videos on TikTok where you know some some children they come to the lift then they press on every single floor oh my and God. then the parents also don't stop them from doing yeah. that and then everybody in the lift has to suffer and yeah. give dirty looks and then the parents still feel like why wow, this just oh, a the obvious parents uh, yeah 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 oh, very irritating I will be so irritated I'll probably like kick the child out of the lift eh. No, but it happens, right? Like, really responsible parents and then, like, the children run, start running around, crawling under the table at the restaurant. Or, I have met a child that was in the bathroom, a, a, a boy that was in the ladies and he was trying to crawl under the cubicle. Oh, no! Okay, that's really, that's really bad. That could go, end this person go. into, like, a court. Yeah, but, I mean, yes, he's a child, but you should really teach your child that you cannot do that. First of all, climbing on the floor in the bathroom, are you mad? I need to <laughs> surprise you when you go home, like, soak you in a bottle of Dettol in the bathroom. <laughs> that's one. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> it's, like, inappropriate because you're in the ladies, right? We have different parts. We cannot tell. 
So true, true. Okay, this this comes to another story. Um, so there was this video that I watched a couple. Of, I think it was last year. So it was it happened in China. So basically, what happened was it was on uh, I think it was on in a train. So there's this grandmother that brought the grandson out, and then uh, for whatever reasons, the grandson accidentally like pushed a lady. Maybe touching her or the butt accidentally or on the chest, don't know lah. And then the, the lady who felt very offended and started scolding this five-year-old kid. So I mean, there's two two school of thoughts for this. One is the lady was making a point, regardless whether you are a five-year-old child or a, like a fifty-year-old man, it's still inappropriate to touch it, whether is it accidentally or. Very hard to say, right? Yeah, but to but to the lady at that point when I was watching the video, right, she felt like it was on purpose. Oh. Yeah, and then like the child was just like crying because obviously like you suddenly got scolded by this woman. Yeah, didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, and then the grandmother on the other hand was also trying to explain. I say, oh, it's an accident. Is you Have know, you it's... experienced this yourself before? Like a child accidentally smack your butt or smack my butt? Don't have, but obviously like when we are in very crowded places there will prone to be some kind of body contact that, you know, um, because children are short, right? They will still yeah. touch your butt or something well, like that. I mean, because I'm slightly taller than you, mm. so I always get that children running towards my legs and maybe almost towards my crotch because they are That's not... the height, yeah. Yeah, they are not watching where they are running towards and I just happen to be that tall. So, like, what can I do, right? Mm. But I think this situation also, like, like the toilet thing... Yeah. It could be because it's a child, but then like some people who will feel very uncomfortable that yeah. you know there's a child crawling and then looking underneath. I mean, the, of course, the... you will say like you don't do that, boy, right? You say yeah, while you're peeing, boy, like scold him in front of everybody, right? You yeah. like wait, then you don't do that, boy, and then after that you look at the mother and you see how the mother handles this, right? Yeah. yeah, but I think yeah, but I think that that particular train incident, the first time when I was watching the video, I just felt like the lady was a bit much like because the is a five year old child, but yeah. I think she also make a point. Like regardless how old you are, I mean, like let's let's not talk about whether it was an accident or not. If it's a on purpose, right? Yeah, I will also do the same. I will look yeah, at the parents. Be like, can you please? Old, like, how do you know if it's on purpose or not? You know what I mean? True lah, but I think the way that she handled the situation wasn't very nice because the child may have trauma after this. You know, getting scolded yeah. in front of so many people. I mean, a little bit of overreaction, though, with reason. But you really have mm. to. Observe how the parents handle the situation. But Correct. what if, uh, what if, think about this, what if it's not, the grandma slapped him in front of you and say, you cannot do that and then let's start to smack the child in front of you. What will you do? Oh my God. Like, have you thought about that? No. I will feel very bad for saying it out. But at the same time, I feel like I should say it. The grandmother shouldn't be so extreme <laughs> in the actions. Right. Yeah. Wow, yeah. very hard. Eh. This one is so difficult. Very difficult. So it's like you have to react, yes, but you cannot overreact, right? True. And you you cannot don't react also, right? Mm. You have to give the appropriate amount of stern, like don't do this. But I think that when it comes to like parenting and children, right? Disciplining of children, like there are a lot, there are instances where you really cannot stand it and you want to scream at a child and say, like, can we stop it? But then you also worry like, oh, will the parents like feel offended and be petty about it or not? Like, why are you scolding my child and stuff like that? True. Okay, okay let's think it another way. You know, when we were... Okay, next time... Okay, imagine we are a parent already and then we, are, we bring our children to the playground and then we see like this particular kid 
what is not being nice to our child. Yeah. Would you go out to the kid to scold the kid or how would you react to it? Uh I will ask my child to avoid the kid. But what if the kid like even your child avoid already still continue doing the same? I will thing? go and tell the child to stop it. Okay. In a firm, stern yes. way or like in okay. a firm finger pointing way, but no slapping. Okay, then obviously no slapping, but then what if the mother come over and say, Why is going my child? I know. Because you don't know how to teach your child. <laughs> I what I want me to say. <laughs> That's true. But you know, sometimes when I see things like that, right, I'm just like, will I be the parent that will scold the child immediately? Even though like, I will ask my kid to to avoid um I will avoid first, like, and then if yeah. happening, then I will like can you stop? I mean, what can you do? You're going to scream, scream at all the adults and say, whose offspring is this? Can you please collect him and, and make him go away? You can't do that also, right? It's very weird. Right? Yeah, and it's very strange. Another sensible parent, then they'll be like, okay, okay, the, the auntie already asked you to stop it, you better stop it, right? And then you, mm. you play along with it, ma, correct? Yeah. It really depends. This is a very tough question. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because eh? I think sometimes scolding other people's child also not very nice. No, but... Yes, and also take it in another way. Let's say today we are walking our dogs. Mm. Then my dog is very big. Uh, my dog is very big. Your dog is very small. Your small dog was trying to make friends with my big dog. And then suddenly my big dog bite your dog. Wow. Then how? It's the same, right? Yeah, it is the but same. It's an innocent dog. Uh. Yeah. So wow, this one. Then it comes to liability, like whether insurance or not. Mm. I'm not even talking about like big pit bull in the US that mouth a child's off uh, a neighboring child's face off that kind of situation like mm. there is this kind of situation in real life so like how you gonna deal with it i think firstly right i will see the reaction of the dog owners because sometimes i think like if you are a normal human being with a bit of compassion or like uh morals People, yeah. then you will scold your dog say, can you stop it why are you doing this and then yeah, apologize like, like, the other dog like are you yeah. okay and stuff yes, like that yes yes right? that kind of thing but if it's the kind that is like oh oh he deserves it well then I will be like excuse me your dog just beat my dog for example and then I will just I will demand for something in return like compensation or or like just it's want a, to tell you know? see observe what the other party is like right yes yes mm. I'll do that yeah. first. Yeah, and I think I'm on the same page as you. But then again, when you if you are really feeling petty that day, then what are you gonna do? Oh. Ask the dog to bite the dog back. Cannot be right. So like, cannot lah. Yeah. So th- that although we are petty, but we are very reasonable people. <laughs> you know, like, like if, if, your, if your child gets slapped by another child, are you gonna ask your child to slap the the child back? Wow. See, a petty okay, person so will definitely say yes. In the I thought of this before. So in a in a world where there's no law or anything of that sort, right? I would definitely ask my child to slap no back. No repercussions. Like, yeah, no repercussions. It happens behind the slide where nobody can. <laughs> no lah. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, next time maybe. Okay, wait. This is not a good example. But I feel that <laughs> on my end, <laughs> I will teach my child self defense. I think it's uh-huh. normal for somebody to, for, at least for myself, like if somebody slap me, right? The first reaction I'll do is probably kick the person or give another tight slap back. That's a that's a normal reaction. Yeah. I would not. If you, I would not just if, stand there and let the person. Hit yeah, me. but if you, if provided you didn't react in shock, that means you like, <gasps> you know, true, then, you like, then you cannot slap back in time. But yeah, I've been slapped by a friend in school before, and I just could not react because you know how they how she sneakily did it. We were going in files to go back to walk back to the the class, right? And we we're mm. not. And it was right the part where we were about to make a turn. She 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 just turned back and then she looked at me and then she slapped me and then she and then she like turned. So oh I have my God. time to like, what am I supposed to do? Wrangle her from the back? I would trip her there. <laughs> but I just couldn't react because I was so shocked. What the hell just happened? Like, what yeah, la, I mean, that would be too much. But did you report it to the teacher? 
No lie, I, I last time I'm not so righteous one. Last time I just very meek. Wow, I cannot eh. I would I would be I would make noise one. But I was very young. puzzled. Like why? Yeah, exactly. Why? Why did the person do this to you? Yeah, I didn't even ask why. I was like, huh? Okay, like, but but honestly speaking, if I'm a parent, somebody slapped my child, I really don't think I would ask my child to slap back because I don't think that's a good example. But at the same time, if it's I a boy, I would. The pettiness in me, right, will probably find some way to make the child suffer a bit. Uh. Yeah. Like maybe like the when you walk a bit, right, then I kick a rock. If, then... if, if I'm raising <laughs> a boy, I will ask the boy to slap back. Wow. If, I, if I'm raising a girl, I probably won't. I'll teach the girl to cry louder. <laughs> yeah. Because for girls, the louder you cry, you win. The, the, the faster you win. I think if the, in the situation, right, I think the best way is to just call the authorities or just to scare the little boy. I think that's the best uh, comeback. But playground police. Uh. <laughs> Not playground. Like the, call the real police to go and settle this petty <laughs> issue. <laughs> what? Wasting resources. Like, uh, it's just super petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it depends. Uh. Sometimes you need to tell your child like live and let live, you know, depending. If the, if the boy is like bigger than you, then of course you fight. Like, yeah, I don't fight la. If yeah, the boy is like same size Maybe you just like Smack each other around and, like, <laughs> Can't fight Yeah like You need to be smart About this boy You need to hit back But if he's bigger than you Then run <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Okay la, But to your question I think it's a bit difficult la. As a parent We also cannot teach Our child the wrong thing right People slap you Then you slap back Also a bit um, A bit think, strange Do you think Pettiness will like Inherit like DNA wise? I, I don't think pettiness will inherit, but I think <laughs> it will show. <laughs> and then your child will follow. It's not inherited. It's like a nurture or nature thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By nature, <right>? petty. <laughs> it's like a serial killer. Do you have the extra chromosome in you? Or is this just a nurture thing? <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe like this. <laughs> this leaf story leads to so many things. No, but it's it's fun, right, to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wow, I suddenly feel like we really very petty. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then since you're talking about animal and children, let's talk about the am I an asshole? Am I petty for not helping a guy catch his dog? So the story goes, um the, my husband and I we were walking our 20 year 20 month old child at the park and then all of a sudden a golden retriever comes uh, running towards us and stops to interact with us I asked the, the dog to move go away because I don't want the dog to be around the child right I don't know whether the dog will bite or not so the dog leaves and eventually disappears around our corner and there was no owner no leash no collar nothing then another five minutes later a guy come running down and asked if I have seen a dog and described the golden retriever that just came by us. So we asked, uh, he asked us if I knew where he went. And I said, at that moment, the dog came back, you know, in the corner again, and I pointed it out to him. So this is the part where things get a little bit awkward. Huh? Um, he asked for help to help him catch the dog. And I told him no. The reason is, well, he seemed shocked at first, but the reason is because I would rather spend time with my family and I, I'm not a dog person and I don't know his dog, whether the dog will bark, whether you know, like what kind of circumstance I'm, I'm getting into. And then he said he was desperate to, to need help to catch it. And then he asked me again and I said no. And I didn't go on to explain myself, but I rejected him twice and, and he got very shocked and very mad that, you know, uh, I didn't want to help. So he ran off to chase the dog and called me an asshole, other names as he leaves. So what do you think? 
What do you think? Uh, personally, I wouldn't chase the dog because number one, I'm quite scared of dogs. Me too. I cannot do big dogs. Sorry. And even if I chase the dog, I don't even know how to tackle the dog. Yeah, I'm not even a dog person. So like, why? Mm. Right? So I, yeah, so I don't think the person is an asshole for not chasing a dog. But I think the owner should maybe leash the dog better. Yeah, <laughs> get your shit together. As, again, as a dog owner, you need to educate your dog. Like, send your dog to school or whatever. Like, teach them properly. I mean, I may have been petty when I say that I just want to spend time with my family and, and not chase after a dog. But at the same time, I'm not a dog person. So like, what gives? Mm, true. At the same time, I just feel like the person shouldn't feel shocked when somebody say no you to not chasing a dog. You other people are dog people, first of all, and, and that you deserve help. Yeah, just like that. And choice, right? it's your own negligence that your dog ran away from you. La. Yeah, exactly. Like consequences, right? But at the same time, from a dog lover, animal lover standpoint, like, yeah, of course, they will be petty and call, call him or, or call the person name, right, for not helping, right? But at the same time, you need to consider other factors. Lah. I mean, today we're talking about golden retriever, but what if that dog is a people? Wow, people will be scary, eh? Yeah, so like, you cannot expect people to first like dog, second want to help you. Mm. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. And I am, I mean, I'm not petty enough to like call animal control or you or anything like that, but... At the same time, don't expect like this kind of kindness from a stranger, lah. <laughs> That's true. So I don't. I honestly, I don't think there's any not being petty or anything of the sort. It's just like, like the same issue as the whether or not we need to look after our special needs siblings, that, that kind of thing, right? It's the same thing. Everybody's entitled to their own choice and opinion on a certain thing. So I don't feel that like anybody should call somebody names or like, oh, you don't love animals, like you don't care about whatever animals. Yeah, you're expecting shit. people to love animals, expecting people to take care of someone. Without even asking them whether they want to, you're putting your expectation out of it. Mm, agree. Yeah, so I think that was a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're the guy standing in the middle of the leaf, then yes, I expect you to move. <laughs> yes, I That one is a totally. Oh, that one is really. There's no reason why he would, he shouldn't move, you know. Exactly. Like, like his I read wife shouldn't, His wife shouldn't even have to ask him to, to move. If I'm the wife, I'll probably shove him out of the leaf and bring the girl in. Yeah, I'm embarrassed to have a husband like that. Exactly, my goodness. <laughs> like the level of pettiness for this one, I tell you, I love it. <laughs> this asshole, this real asshole. Eh. I know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I think we have we shared a lot of um petty stories. <laughs> oh, last one, last one, last one. It's a debate question. Okay, okay. Petty are the bad worst kind of noodles because when you eat them, they around and the sauces go all around yes or no no I love spaghetti but they are so soft and if the sauces fly all around like the marinara just go all around your shit on the table on your computer everything. but it's the same as like in Singapore we have this dish called hofan same thing <laughs> yes hofan is the worst kind of noodles <laughs> I know or like the uh, you know the white colour noodles for laksa they were very slippery yeah. yeah so they are the worst kind of noodles too. <laughs> So I don't think spaghetti are the worst kind of noodles. Yeah, how about you? And also, how about you don't eat them? There are (laughs) a thousand different type of pasta types and you have to choose. I feel like replying to this uh, poster, be like, hi, do you want to come to Singapore? I bring you to eat like the worst kind of noodles. (laughs) 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 Not because, it's not because of the taste, uh, it's just the way that it's being manufactured, that kind of noodles. It's just very slippery. But this argument is so petty. Like seriously, what do you have against spaghetti? It sounds like a you problem, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a you problem, definitely. <laughs> and I read it and I was like, is this? Yeah, a very petty statement towards spaghetti. Spaghetti should feel very offended. Yeah, spaghetti didn't even do anything to, exactly. to him or her. Spaghetti was here before you arrived, okay? <laughs> okay, deal with it. 
just don't eat spaghetti. Yeah, just get you may have linguine or like angel pasta. For, yeah, I get very righteously angry for the spaghetti itself. Like, what is spaghetti <laughs> you? You know? Anyway, I love it. just to remind everybody that I'm still petty. So, yep. Still here. Still here. <laughs> <laughs> Slap the child behind the behind the slide, Betty. <laughs> I cannot believe that this is such a wrong way to promote. <laughs> Only the wrong way. But anyway, yeah. So I think we are at the end. We are at the end of this pettiness. This is a uh, an adequate amount of uh pettiness for a year. We'll be back uh, again next year with more <laughs> pettiness. Whether you will slap a child, whether you will kick a dog, you know, God knows. But I think it's it's enough. Yeah. What's yeah, as always, if you have any comments, feedback, or topics that you want us to talk about, you can always reach us at notenoughasia1.5 at gmail.com. Yeah, in case you have more petty story that is like petty <laughs> related, dog related, yeah, you know, let us know and maybe we can do another more pettiness the second half of this year. Yeah, I can't wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun to talk about petty stories. Anyway, thank you very much and we will hear you next time. Goodbye.